This week, we're talking about trans issues and vegetarian stuff. This is the Fake Outreach Report. My name is Margot Reese. I'm your guest this week. Hello, boys and girls, and welcome to another exciting edition of the Fake Outrage Report. I am Phil Causey here with you, and with me, as always, the browner and better educated half of the show, Sandeep Sen. That's right. Uh, and a better taste in a bread. <laughs> oh, yeah, fucking... You, so earlier today, I get to Sandeep's apartment, and we, I always joke about your, your Indian privilege, because right. you, you grew up wealthier than me, and you're like, oh, I gotta go get some bread. And I recently bought a huge loaf of bread, but I don't cook very often. I just wanted, like, a sandwich last night. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dude, you should have told me that you needed some bread. I would have brought, like, half the loaf over because I'm not going to use it. And your exact response was what? Something like, I don't want any of your white trash Wonder Bread. <laughs> no, that is absolutely true. Yeah, you know, my sliced bread is not good enough. And then you followed it up by saying, I'll be back in 20 minutes. I'm going to the farmer's market. Right. I want some, I want is, some, you know, like they, the bakeries make this bread and it's so much better than the crap you that buy. That is whiter than anything I've ever, that's whiter than actually. I would white just like to clarify, you're like, I grew up wealthy as if I'm, I, I had a lot of shit growing up, but my parents didn't buy anything. So, uh, <laughs> I, I guarantee I grew up poor in my, as far as anything I like got than you. You were the poorest kid in the rich suburb. Okay. <laughs> that's fucking, dude, I'm in fucking rough shape right now, dude. I'm on like four and a half hours of sleep. Because uh, I live on this block where there's construction, mm -hmm. and these assholes decided to start jackhammering at like fucking nine in the morning. Mm -hmm. And like, there's something about being woken up before you want to wake up that just makes you want to kill everyone around you. Yeah, isn't that like how that. every day pretty much starts? You have to wake up from your alarm before you want to wake up. Uh, no, no, because I work, I work afternoon shift and I do comedy, so I don't have to wake up to an alarm usually. Oh, so being, being woken up Whoa. to a jackhammer is like extra jarring. And I realize those guys, like, they're just doing their jobs and shit, and they're probably, like, poor immigrant workers, and their lives aren't that great. But I did want to murder, like, their whole families in front of them for waking me up. But you would want to keep them alive so they can keep doing the work. So No, so they can watch. And okay. then, I guess, finish the street. <laughs> sure, I guess. But then would you kill them after you murdered their families, or do you just want to keep them alive and I mean, have I the memory last in their brain for, like, another 30 years, because that is worse than death itself? You know what? Yeah. As long as, like, a job gets done eventually. All right, so let's get <laughs> let's meet our guest today, um, Mar Margo or Mark? Margo. Margo Reese, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. That's really really cool. I always like being invited on for shit, so that's really nice. Oh, awesome. All right, glad and to have uh, you. so you have what do you have creatively going on right now? Because I was trying to figure it out, and you have a uh, not released show that's coming out soon. I don't know if you're allowed to talk about it yet. Yeah, I can talk about. It. I mean, I'm just recording a podcast with uh, other New York City based comics, uh, Frank Terranova and Tyler Richardson. I've known Tyler Richardson for like years since we're both comics from dc originally okay um but yeah no i um what i've got going on well the big hot button thing in my life is i just came out as trans like maybe three weeks ago mm, hence about... me asking mark or margo for those of you who don't know him personally her oh sorry shit i gotta i gotta check your microaggression right there already... that's a <laughs> son of a bitch it's fine literally i'm in because so... i'm not <laughs> that's full... also what they call phil's penis yeah <laughs> 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 Uh, just sorry, so, that was at a college, uh, college level. I mean, that, honestly, it was appropriate. I like, I appreciated that uh, joke. Excellent. Um, no, I'm. I, <laughs> I don't blame you for asking because I am. I, the way that I see this, I'm in a kind of a limbo point. I'm not uh, what's known as full time yet, which is you know I can just go out in the street and no one's gonna assume I'm a dude or anything like that. You know, I'm just people just say, oh look at that you know hot woman or anything. So that's what's called full timing is, and I'm not there yet. 
Uh, but I'm, so a, you're I'm there. Part, I'm, you're what's known as part timing. No, that the, it's is just that term? no. It's just I'm in I'm in a limbo zone. I okay. mean, this isn't like an official thing because everyone who's trans kind of goes through their own unique little journey. No, none of it is cookie cutter. So this is just kind of where I'm at right now. Um, yeah, I feel like there there's not there are no two paths that are the same because nope. first of all, it's a very um, small segment of the population. It's yeah. like 0.25% or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I read it's it was a, like 0.3%, something like that, about yeah. maybe 700,000 people in a country of 324 million. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, very... Do you go to any meetup groups or anything? Is there? Like I a, went to a um, a support group, actually, like a walk-in support group that was at the, the center. It's called the center here in New York City. It's just for LGBTQ... Uh, people for you know resources for whatever the hell you want, but they had they had support groups, and uh, I went to one of those. But those people weren't all trans, right? They were no, supporting they were. you. Oh, okay, they there, there was, also a, trans it was a trans too. support group. It was open okay. door for anyone. And uh, oh man, I, uh, I I I thought you know open micers were fucked up. That was the most. <laughs> wrong, it was such a bad because everyone in who does comedy that I've discovered is fucked up on some fundamental level oh, something right. cracked them oh, absolutely yeah. something broke them and now they tell jokes in basements at 100 of the time so yeah. you know when i went to the support group i was you know one of like 15 girls like only half of them actually looked like women two two of the girls there were homeless one got kicked out because she was on meth and just wiling out uh <laughs> the woman who was kind of orchestrating like kind of running everything the the I don't. I want to say host, but just kind of the you know the MC for the support group. She w- she did like twenty years for murder. She was like in fucking like yeah like was one of those deals. So she was she was tough, but it was a very very rough. Group so of she people. literally killed. Yeah, huh? Huh? boom. Uh, Comedy inside jokes. That's unnecessary. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> keep going. Right, uh, but when she asked for the floor back, I mean, you really better give it to her. Oh otherwise. yeah, no, I just give her the room. <laughs> no, she was fine. It was it, 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 there's no there was no rhyme or reason. I didn't feel the need to go back cuz I certainly felt better about my life, but uh <laughs> no, I, I I went to it only once. It was in uh early November. I I kind of realized I was trans early October. So there was this whole two month period of just like digesting everything. When you say I realized I was trans, do you mean I realized that I'm a woman? Is yeah. that what that means? It it re I, um I, I don't have like a, a straight answer for that. I'll just describe it as this. I um no pun the, intended. But a um, straight answer. Yeah, I know. I, right. we we can't turn it off. It's it's awful. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> we uh I uh I, I refused for thirty one years to acknowledge, you know, being trans as an option. I didn't want to be trans, if that makes any sense. You well, know, before you you were just like a a regular gay dude. Is that that doesn't that even. The right way to say I, it. I mean, regular in what sense? I, I I never fit in anywhere, honestly. Even in the gay community, you didn't fit in. Hell no. What made you not fit in in the gay community? I'm just not campy. I'm not. I, I just don't. Not have that gay way. enough. Just say it. Yeah, not gay <laughs> enough. That's what they kept saying. They were like, "You're not gay enough." I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that's supposed to mean. So I don't know what the adjective campy means. I feel like I should know. What's campy? Campy. It's um, you know. Fun for the sake of fun. Didn't you see okay. that one episode of The Simpsons that had uh, John uh, John Waters on it? Who, what character did he play? John. Oh, was he Homer's friend? He was Homer's friend, and he had like a camp store. It was kind of like a, um, you know, just kind of like a knickknacky store. It's like oh, okay. TV dinners and like yeah, yeah, I, 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 I okay. That's that's I know camp. It's about. like drag. You know what I mean when yeah. I say camp. 
Uh, okay, but you mean like the stereotype? But not all gay people are. Right. Camp- I don't, I've never found like that no. all gay people are cl- campy. There's no, like not so at many all. Different. So I, I don't know why why you wouldn't fit it. Like it didn't seem like there's doesn't as it's an outsider it didn't seem like there was pressure to be like that. Believe me, there's a lot of pressure within it. Interesting. Um, oh, but, see, uh, yeah. I, mean, I mean, I can show you like I can show you two individuals. I can show you a 98 pound lith. Just flamboyantly out gay guy, and you'd be like, "That is the gayest thing I'd ever seen." Be a twink, right? Like a twink. Okay. And then I could show you like a three hundred pound garbage man, just all hairy and you know, (laughs) butch and shit like that, and you can be like, "Oh yeah, that is still the gayest thing I'd ever seen." So I mean, that's a bear. Don't don't they pair together? Because like in every relationship, heterosexual or homosexual, they're supposed to be like the dominant partner versus the no no okay. you're just talking about power dynamics that's not restricted to sexuality in any way shape or form okay because you can have like a very dominant woman you know straight males in the room i mean you can have sex with a very dominant I've, very I've seen hell yeah yeah whatever hell, yeah, you pickle. Can. i'm not here to judge um <laughs> so yeah i never really fit in uh in in the queer community in that sense so Around October, what happened was um, I did the main comedy festival in late September, which was a lot of fun. I had a great time, um, but that was organized by a trans comic originally from Maine. His name's Ian Harvey. Really cool dude. Uh, he's trans, and uh, this one comic, Jay McBride, she was the host for both of the shows that uh, for this festival. She's trans as well. So being able to just hang out and hang out with other like trans comics and just just bullshit about being trans the same way you would bullshit about, you know, the construction that's going on outside yeah. or, you know, traffic or anything like that, just to normalize it in that way, shape, or form. You did not have to explain everything 12 times and for there to be like a shorthand. What, what it did was like just yeah. meeting them. It allowed my subconscious, it was the it was the nudge my subconscious needed to be like, you can consider this and it, it, it'll be okay. And yeah. before that, I was just absolutely fucking terrified to even, you know, look through that door. Mm-hmm. And so I, when I when I was done with Maine, I came back to New York, and I was just here for a week. Just and I was off. I was just off my game. I, nothing was clicking. I just couldn't. I was just distracted for everything. You know, I just started asking those hard questions, and boom. But the trans. Oh, so the transition we're talking about is you were identified as a gay man, and what you had to, um, what you had to get your mind around was identifying as a woman. Yeah, I mean that's still a little weird for me because I I know. And is that but is that what I what you mean just when you talk about Ida, uh, identify as trans? Yes, because okay. uh, you know I was never one of those people, and I'm very envious of trans women who are like this. Who are we, even when they're children, they know like this is not right. I I, I am a woman at yeah. heart. I never had that. You know I. You just felt different and wrong and not I just belong. felt incredibly... Right. I just felt weird. That's oh, yeah. it. There, I never really had much invested in my identity as a gay man. It was just like, all right, this is just, you know what it is. So it's funny you bring the children thing up because that's why we brought you on the show. Because mm-hmm. here at the Fake Outrage Report, we always like to bring people on the show that have a level of expertise or life experience with whatever the fuck we're talking about. And we had an outrage story that had to do with that exactly. So that's why I, I hit up uh, Margo and I'm like, all right, we there's no goddamn way I'm going to have three cis people just sit here and talk about this. You know, we, we have to have somebody who's got skin in the game. And so, so here's the uh, first story we're doing this week. This comes to us from Bourbon, Missouri. It was a fantastic name. I was about to say the exact same thing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What we happen to be sipping on right now, a little bit of bourbon here. Uh, Some parents of some sixth graders are very upset because there was a survey that was given out at the local 
elementary school, or I guess middle school, it was sixth graders, right? That's like 11, 12-year-olds. And this is called the Safe and Drug-Free Schools and Communities Survey. And there was questions in it that included drug use, uh, mental health issues, suicide, and gender identity. And the gender identity is the one that really set people off. That's the one where people got the most pissed off about. Because it's, I'm assuming this is a fairly conservative place because it's in Missouri. <laughs> like yeah. I'm I mean, not really going on much of a limb there, I don't think. I mean, we live in a fucking bubble being by virtue of the fact that we're in New York. So every, our views are completely skewed. But, you know, yeah. Missouri is, a, is classically in American politics and stuff like that, a bellwether state. You know, it's, yeah. it's real middle of the road uh, as far as like conservative and liberal liberalism goes. It's America. America, yep. <laughs> exactly what it is. So one of the parents, uh, Samantha Overkramer, said, quote, the most inappropriate one was if they asked if they were transgender or thought about changing genders, unquote. Um, so yeah, the, some of the parents were very upset that the there were sixth graders being asked uh, if they, you know, weren't sure about their gender or were, were changing gender. So I wanted to, to, to sort of ask you about this mm-hmm. was because you said a minute ago you were envious of people that just kind of knew earlier in life. Do you feel that there's a chance that maybe it is inappropriate to be asking an 11 or 12 year old? Like, like what's the age range for for having this conversation? Well, first off, I don't think talking about, you know, being trans and trans issues like that with children is really all that crazy because, you know, kids know to a degree, especially if the ones who know in their heart of hearts what's going on with their bodies and their minds and stuff like that. I equate it to just any kind of sex talk because this is around the time when you're you're going through like health classes and you learn about you know the birds and the bees all that stuff and and parents get very uppity about that as well where they want their kids to opt out or they want that option not indian parents by the way they they want no part of this conversation (laughs) exactly like leave it up to others uh because we're not talking about it exactly but i mean i don't have sex till you're 43 yeah they're like like, first don't worry about it just do it in school (laughs) <laughs> become doctor then you can maybe you know bust a nut <laughs> there's no After goddamn done. way your parents have ever said that sentence <laughs> right. there's no goddamn way <laughs> yes Sandeep go bust a nut just have fun <laughs> with it uh, but no it's it, so I understand how it's like uncomfortable just on that level but again I don't think just be, by virtue of the fact that you're talking about being trans is like some kind of like taboo issue i just kind of lump it in with everything that's just like oh you're talking about sexuality and gender at an at an age where you know people might not think their kids are ready to handle it but i mean fucking kids are a lot more resilient than you think this goes along mm-hmm. with the theme i feel like often is in the shows people keep worrying about kids um that is a very common theme in our show there's a lot of school based outrage they want to always lot. shelter like stuff that the kids are going to need to like but the, what i don't think is clear with people is children accept a reality as what they're told the world is. So mm-hmm. yeah. if they do, the jarring thing is if they had a preconceived notion that you, cause you sheltered them. And now at 15, they thought well, the world was one way and now it's another. But if you told them that the world was this when they're five years old, it's not, it, it wouldn't have been any kind of weird reveal. No, I mean, you should be teaching your kids and this is in a very, very, very general sense. You need to teach kids resilience because you're going to fa- face flack from all sorts of things. Like, Specifically with this issue, let's say you are a nine-year-old kid in Missouri and you realize you're trans. This is not a very fun environment to be in and stuff like that. <laughs> How do you deal? You know, so you need to teach a kid resilience in that in in that sense. And when you shelter them, you don't. And, and again, trans is just like the topic we're talking about. Well, it could be literally about anything. It could be where about where are you from originally? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, I'm from Northern Virginia. 
Okay, so Does I it... imagine um, being now. What, what age did you come out as uh, as gay when you're there? Or did you just, or did you kind of bottled up so you were like gone on, on the way out? You're like, I'm gay. See you fuckers later. I'm gonna live in the city now. Oh no, no, like, no. What, was was, the, what was the play there? It was all very, very bottled. I mean, like my first sexual experiences were when I was like 17 years old. I just I, I, the the first four people I had sex with were all women who were either cheating on their boyfriends or I was a rebound. So <laughs> I only know being used. That is literally see, this my... upsets me. It's like what. I had to. I never had sex growing up, and like barely. Sometimes, like a broken clock is right twice a day, and sometimes I'd have sex. And you have these gay people <laughs> who are getting pussy, and they don't even want it, and need it, and it was awful. Man, too. Fuck you. Well, people always want what they can't have. You know, it was like, awful, man. Well, I fuck you. Throw it to the needy, fuck you, man. Sandy. The first time I had sex, it lasted for forty-five seconds. It lasted for forty-five seconds because the girl I was seeing pushed me off and started to cry, and she started to cry because she missed her ex-boyfriend who cheated on her. That was my first experience. But, the key, I'm but sorry did you come? What? But did you come? That's no. the question. Oh, okay. Well, then that. Then I of, feel oh, and this is some <laughs> truth out of all, you know, because I get around. I am, I am a hot yeah. commodity now. <laughs> I've only come twice in the presence of another person my entire life. Wait, now? Yeah, like now. Yeah. Okay. I've only ejaculated twice, and they both felt like accidents. Okay. Accidents, plural, whatever. Um, so that happens, you know? Yeah. What's what, wait, when you're having sex with other men? Where's why? Why isn't coming part of that? Uh, I mean, it's I I feel like I I don't have too many choices. I, I'm not too many people turn me on. I guess like I I'm okay. just used to just fucking fives. If that makes any difference, like I it's a whole I I, uh, most of my sexual experiences are like take it or leave it. That's what it was. I did recently have sex with uh, a a guy from Texas. He was visiting town. Six foot seven. Very nice guy. Very handsome. Best sex I ever had in my life. See, you you strike me as someone who's good looking. Uh, you know, like I feel that's, like that's, you would, that's an opinion you can have. Right. I feel like other men would find well, you. Yeah, you know, yeah, you're, you, you're like fit. You yeah, know, you're, you're tall. androgynous, and you're, you'd be you'd be a little bit tall. Your facial are, features are, are good. Are you what, a twink? Would you be considered a twink because you're skinny enough? Or I, I, I mean, I don't know anything about the gay. Uh, I mean, you know, hierarchy. you do realize like I'm not part of that world really. anymore. You know no, but I mean? you were for years though, right? Yeah, and yeah. But I mean, it's not you're getting held up on like typing and stuff like that. It's like if you vibe. That's with someone, the only knowledge I have. Yeah, uh, okay. I, I mean, I'm trying to figure. It, you know, I'm not trying to insult anybody. I'm just trying to fucking figure it out. Let's, yeah, you know, know, I mean, it's really just like who do you vibe with? You know, what 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 are you into? I mean, if you need to put a label to something, you can put a label on it. But like mm-hmm. for the most part, in my experiences, it's just like all right, take it on a case by case basis. So as far let's get back to the the Missouri thing for for a minute. Okay. So these kids are being asked this question like, do you think you might be trans or might be gay or suicidal mm-hmm. or whatnot? Now let's try to maybe uh, split the hair a little bit on this. Do you think that maybe uh, introducing children to the, the the concept of the fact that there are people who are you know LGBTQ is a good thing, but maybe asking them if they think they are of a different sexuality or gender, maybe that's a little bit invasive. Is there a chance that maybe that's kind of some of the outrage? I mean, here? no, I I think the outrage comes from like parents who are just like, how can you bring up these topics to our children? You know, yeah. not necessarily that they're going to have to like deal with it, but mm-hmm. um I already forgot what the fucking question was and where I was going. I have like eight points I want to make. Um, well, you're kind of saying like the parents are like, what the fuck? They're bringing this shit home now. It's yeah. that kind of attitude. Well, you're talking to someone like when I was, I learned about sex when I was four. Because when I asked my mom, I was like, where did babies come from? She just told me what sex was. So, I mean, like I'm, I, I'm just, I grew up just having very honest parents. You know, like there was no real like hidden nonsense. There was no like innuendo or anything like that. My mom was just like, oh yeah, this is, 
You know, you, you have the same that. upbringing that Sandeep's future children are gonna have. Oh yeah, right. Future. I didn't know. See, I like I went through health uh, like the birds and the bees talk for, with <laughs> at school because never at home, and uh, I didn't understand that the penis gets hard and puts the sperm in the vagina. They don't say that. They just kind of like they have that. <laughs> They have this one view of the female genitalia, which is the woman cut in half from the middle, like like it's the a woman, like cut. a woman, right? The sagittal, right? The sagittal section. I'm trying to describe this. It's like a woman standing to the side, like with her profile, and then if you took a buzzsaw and cut her in half, and that's what you see. I never first they didn't explain that that's the view, which is a view that you would never have of anything. Oh, we had the frontal view, the the frontal cut in half view in, in my day. So oh man, I, that's the, that's the, they're showing this like half of a uterus and. I, like a half of a urethra and I don't know and from the sagittal view like what the fuck and they don't they don't say like look the dick gets hard and then shoots the cum in the vagina they're just like here's the dick and here's a sperm and then the sperm then it magically gets to the fallopian tubes through the sagittal thing so I didn't really understand what public school system are you a product of I'm the this is the everyone else rich whitey new. Chicago right. suburbs is where oh, he's yeah, from Chicago suburbs no they told us about erections they told us like what everything was and shit like that they just couldn't like show like actual penises or vaginas you know they were just like oh they no they showed like, us the birth video in my fucking sex ed oh yeah full on fucking vaginal fucking nice. yeah I learned so at seventh grade or like fifth grade I think my uh, uh, Christine this classmate her brother had a porn and like we went over to her house and then she like no one was home. <laughs> So then I saw like the whole like like cum and stuff. I'm like, oh, well, this is odd. See, I had I had to watch the uh, the scrambled late night channels. I was I'm not from that generation where okay. you could hear the sound perfectly, mm-hmm. but like once in a while it would come and clear for like a few seconds. Right, right. right. Oh you yeah, know, that's the the first my first experience with porn. See, you had cable, which even gave you the option yeah. of doing that. I didn't have cable TV because you know my parents wouldn't pay for cable. Well, TV. this goes back to my favorite story of yours, which is the uh, the Cubs 1992 playoffs VHS tape. <laughs> right. Oh boy, <laughs> did you jack off to the Cubs 1992 VHS tape? Right. Well, there was uh, Chicago. Videotaped. Someone had HBO and videotaped re- oh, episode of Real Sex. Oh, I remember that. That was fun. Uh, and then I had the VH, <laughs> and then they, they left the cassette at my house. So um, I labeled it Cubs 1998, like like World Series, so no one else would like look at it. That's funny. <laughs> That's really <laughs> funny. <laughs> Uh, uh, so back to the. Uh, so let me ask you, and if this is too invasive, I apologize. Just no, no. I, 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 let me get this off the bat because I know you guys have lots of burning questions about like trans people because you probably. I only have one more. Actually, you probably never really talked to too many. I've never talked to You're one. You're the second trans guest I've had in the show. Uh, okay. So I, I, this is not my first, but. Uh, well, they're rare. For you guys are your rare creatures. I know. I mean, I'm a fucking unicorn. Oh no, I've met. My, I've never. <laughs> I've never like asked questions. To a trans so person. let me ask. So mm. if you were 12 and you were in Missouri, and, and mm-hmm. from what I assume is a fairly judgmental town, and you is this something you think you could handle back then, or do you think that it was a good thing that you waited until you were in your 30s to figure this out? I mean, I figured it out when I figured it out. You know, when I was 12, I was a really fucked up individual I, you know I, I, I it took me so long to get to the point where i am right now where i'm confident and and i have enough wherewithal and i'm in control of my faculties to this degree when i was 12 i i god i was just lost in my head but like i think every 12 year old is like that honestly you know it's just an awful age to be it really is the goddamn worst it's so horrible and i, I remember going through like boy puberty that was fucking awful <laughs> horrible just all that <laughs> testosterone going through Ugh. why does my penis get hard sometimes when i'm eating bread it's whatever stupid shit because it happens randomly when you're younger like mm-hmm. when you're older it, s- certain events have to occur yeah but yeah when you're younger you could be doing the most non-sexual act and you're bing it's awful horrible it is, it's fucking awful 
And I can't imagine not even wanting a penis and having that happen. That's got to be another level of terror. You know what I mean? That's well. Here's the thing: like, I don't. Not all trans women get rid of their penis, or okay. you know, actually go through a, a vaginoplasty and go. It's also commonly referred to as like bottom surgery. Uh, and if you happen to be a trans mm-hmm. man, like you know, gendered as female at birth, transitioning to like you know being male, uh, getting your breasts removed, that's called top surgery. This is all just kind of colloquial terms. Bottom surgery. That's when you're uh, getting a, vag- a vaginoplasty top surgery, when you're getting your boobs removed. It's very educational today. I, I, don't, I don't know any of this, so I'm very Yeah, I know. Fascinated. You guys, you, you, you people are children. Um, <laughs> so not all uh, women, trans women, like, have bottom surgery. I, I have a friend who just actually did have bottom surgery in October. And, I, you know, the fact that, like, her body matches what's up you know physiologically really in her mind on like what should be there you know it's got to be really liberating but i never really had that kind of discomfort with my genitals everything else happened around the secondary sex characteristics that you get through puberty so my uh and this is a big one my facial hair is very very upsetting to me i do it's just something that i i look in the mirror and i'm like this does not belong there but, you know, that's a secondary sex character. Do you shave in. against the grain to, like, you know, make it more smooth? I shave constantly. <laughs> I, I shave every fucking day. But I, against the grain? I, I shave with the grain and then against the grain to get it as close as possible. I'm getting it See, lasered it, it, it irritates my skin when I do against the grain. Does it, does Wait, it keep irritating? Does it stop? Are face or other parts? Face. face. Okay, just making sure. Okay. Well, we're talking about the face. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll do anything to get rid of this shit, man. So I uh, does your skin feel irritated after you do it against the grain, oh, or does horribly. it stop feeling irritated after? No, a while? It's, it's horribly fucking irritated and shit like that, especially around my neck. It's, it's yeah. the worst right here because I'll, I'll, I'll it gets cut up. You got really a clo- bad. You got a nice clean. Would you? What do you use if you don't mind me asking? Because I'd love to get a. F- uh, a shit food. ton of makeup. That's what I'm wearing. Oh, right now. okay. Yeah, yeah. That's the trick, fellas. If you want that baby smooth, get makeup. <laughs> Learn something every day. Like, yeah, no, I picked yeah. it when I, when I was doing drag, which in and of itself was kind of a means to an end. It's like, oh, yeah, I don't like doing drag anymore because as soon as I realized I was trans, I was like, oh, fuck all this nonsense. I <laughs> fuck all this campy bullshit. It's like, I just like to look pretty. I just want to be a woman. Oh, um, wait, I'm pro, I'm pro drag. I've been to several drag shows in my life. Let me tell you, no one has a better time than those dudes who are dressed like it's it's a very they look like they're so free and happy up there on the stage doing their thing. Yeah, I'm very are. pro that whole community. I think I, it's maybe it's like comedy. Like we're just like an yeah, that's their truth, man. Yeah. Well, it's not like their truth. It's like their art. That's what it really yeah, is. Yeah. I know plenty of drag performers in the city. They're all great. They're all fucking yeah. funny and just they they are how I would describe it as like campy. Mm. But they're um, no, they they know who they are. They don't have any like gender issues. I I was doing that subconsciously just because like you know I you know I'm, I'm trans. But like everything else that comes around with uh, with drag, like um, you know show tunes are a very big thing in the drag community and, and that stuff. And dancing is very big. I'm not a show tuny dancing person. Again, not gay enough. Not Your gay friend enough. who got the new vagina uh, did she has she taken it out for a spin? She's broken it in. Uh, when she, my understanding is because I haven't really talked to her all that much about mm-hmm. it, I just kind of learned about it, uh, kind of secondary. I, I haven't really interviewed her all that much about it. Um, y- you know, it's like a twelve-week recovery period. Right. It, it's it's a major shit, and you you have to dilate uh, the vaginal canal that right. you you know was just created and shit like that, and you have to like stretch it out, and you have to. Right. Acclimate basically. Yeah, you, and you mentioned she got in October, so I was thinking like, all right, well, are we at like 
I think she's at the point where she can like take a shower and take a bath. Okay, and and stuff like no, that. But again, when it's fully installed, uh, can you? Is there? <laughs> is there like? Can you? Dude. Is there sensation when? Um, yeah, is there sensation? Sexual uh, yeah, sensation? yeah, there absolutely is. I mean, there. It's mm-hmm. not like, uh, and this is probably even the most offensive thing. Like you guys saw the Chappelle show shit, right? Yeah. Wait, and what? Oh, show the, shit. The like, oh, no, 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 not the Chappelle show. The specials that just yeah, came out, right. and, and the ones that came out last year, and how now he's getting into a into a row with the trans community and stuff like that. Honestly, I thought you know he was funny and stuff like that, but it was he was very much re uh, reinforcing the idea that if you're going to get bottom surgery, you're just cutting it off, and that is not what that shit is. You're reconstructing your genitals. So um, you know when you uh, go through all that stuff, it's it's a it's a healing process. Yeah, I guess they they like conserve the nerves of the glands and then make it like part of the labia. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming then you have the same sexual sensation. Absolutely. Because uh, I, I don't know how much like human development you, you studied growing up. I mean, I, I, I'm a, I, I have a double major in neuroscience and chemistry. I've taken endocrinology. I've taken all kinds of, I've studied human development through many different courses in my life. And I've, I've seen like the hormone feedback loops that happen during those nine weeks in when you're developing, when you go from a single cell to a organism, like a fully formed fucking organism. And I know those hormone feedback loops and how, you know, some are turned on by the genes that you have and some are, um, you know, kind of uh, affected by like environmental factors and shit like that. But um, yeah, it's just, it's, it, we're not, I, I don't see the hard divide between men and women. I know a lot of people do it's like men are men, women are women. I, I see I see those as just features in a broad spectrum that human beings develop. And that's really it. That's that's just how I see it. I, I feel like I just know too much about it to see it any other way. You see it as a true spectrum. Absolutely. Well, yeah, you've clearly put way more thought into this than either of us ever have. So Well, you you yeah. like you said, you have an expert on every single show and Yeah, no, hi. this is uh this is very, very educational what we've done here. So back to the Missouri thing. Yeah, I want to say, like, with the Missouri thing, I think yeah. there's one another advantage to having a questionnaire like that is that even if you have no have, have no um, question of whether you're trans or not or whether you're another gender, the fact that they ask the question puts into your mind that this is something that exists. Yeah, it normalizes And that's a big it. advantage. That's a, that's a great thing to, you know, to expose kids to because it's like even if they're too scared to, you know, come out, like to a fucking government survey when you're like 11 or whatever, it puts that yeah. question in their mind and they can at least roll around with it and you realize, oh, it's not that that fucked up as opposed to it just well, being and a completely also closed too, off subject. In some cases, I think that, you know, maybe this is a child who grew up in a, a, a place where people literally never, ever talked about it. And it, this might put the idea in their head, wait, there's other people like me out there? Exactly. And then they start seeking out information on it. There's, I, there's, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's tons of val- uh, validity in that. I know why they asked that question in the, in the survey. And it's because the, they're looking for risk factors. Because if you're a trans kid, especially if you're a kid and you're in a fucking community where they do not like you and they do not accept you, you are way more likely to get into drugs, into like prostitution, and just into alcohol, isn't just the, like have um, a really fucked up life. Isn't the, the suicide rate among trans folks like something like 30 times higher or some like insane exponential statistic? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's, I, again, I don't know the number offhand, but like I know it's like way higher. So yeah, they're just finding risk factors. And it's not really, it's like, oh my God, I'm trans, I gotta kill myself. It's more like, I'm trans, you guys have the problem, and I'm gonna get pushed to suicide. That's what it usually is. Yeah. 
No, that is that's exactly you know it's it's hard judged, and so I think that uh, in terms of the outrage on this, I don't know if um, asking people point blank on a survey, you know, maybe you're trans or maybe you're gay or whatever the case is, is the best way to introduce twelve year olds in Missouri to this. Mm-hmm. But I do think that if there were other um, like if it maybe it wasn't the first time they heard about it, there was some type of um, implementation of the information into their normal education. Otherwise, it would make this a little bit less jarring for people. And I think that that's a main sort of pillar of this particular outrage is that it's, you know, in a lot of cases, it's the first exposure they've even had to these thoughts before. And so people are freaking out over it. I mean, we're it's 2018. I mean, this is barely a normalized thing in our country. I mean, it wasn't long ago where trans people were only a punchline. Fuck, gay people were a punchline for like, tw- you know, for a very long time. Well, that, that's only that's that's a relative. Well, you got to understand too. You said we're in a bubble a minute ago. It's just getting normalized here. The rest of the country, there's certain towns that it's still 1986. I don't care, you know, fucking, yeah. you know, where you came from. It's that kind of thing. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I really, I understand parents, you know, uh, are worried about their kids and what they're being disposed, I mean, ex- disposed, <laughs> exposed to. Um, but I, I think what, what you said a minute ago, is, I think is where it hinges for me is the risk factor thing. I think that they're just, they're actually trying to care after your kids too and make sure that no one's going to shoot the fucking school up or whatever. It's you know? a public That's- health issue and God knows how many people, you know, growing up have some kind of like gender dysphoria or like they're gender queer in some way, shape or form. And then they just don't know how to handle it and they don't know how to process it. So they'll take it out in really, really bad fucked up ways. Well, they'll take it out on themselves or other people. Yeah. And uh, I think as far as putting a judgment on this one, Sandy, this one is hard because I'm with the parents being worried about their kids. But at the same time, I do think that uh, as we, we do normalize more, uh, gender types and more types of people um, we evolve as a society, I think it's important to eventually expose children to this. I just don't know if this is the correct way to do it. So we, so let me, let me ask you again, and, and I, I don't know the answer to this. I don't even know if you do. What would you, How would you do it? Uh, other than asking 12-year-olds in, in what I assume are rural communities point blank, what, are, what way would you ex- uh, introduce this to people? Honestly, you... you because you're talking about such like a big subject and you, you yeah. you're introducing it to uh to a lot of people you can't just mm-hmm. have it like as a questionnaire you and I fucking hate fra- this phrasing which I'm about to use but you kind of <laughs> need a you need a spokesman you need you need someone who's out there mm-hmm. and, as the example to be like okay yeah this this is what it here's an example of being trans here's an example of these cr- this crazy race from the other side of the globe that you've never seen because you're yeah. from a rural community yeah. I mean, it's just all about having good representation and since there really isn't any for trans people yeah. and for kids or anything yeah. like that and this is still a a public health issue that we're talking about that's still going to affect these kids how else are you going to talk about it mm-hmm. we're, th- this is just a very new thing and we're going through the growing pains as a society mm-hmm. of just kind of accepting it and in dealing with it this wasn't that hard for me i, I actually felt like there, there was only one thing that they in the question in the thing they said um Students were told they don't have to answer any question if it made them feel uncomfortable. But then um, uh, uh, someone someone asserted that the school said that kids would be in trouble if they didn't answer every question. So that was the only iffy thing for me. And they, they're sh- I like the policy. Oh, so of, they weren't even being forced to answer the question. They that's what the, there was some there was some yeah, you know, conflicting information given in the article. Yeah, apparently, yeah, that's it's conflicting information. That's a he said, she said thing. I can't imagine a public school system being like, you have to answer this shit. 
Yeah, tone totally, you're trans, you little fucker. Like, I mean, you should yeah. be able to opt out of just like the normal, you know, uh, sex ed talk. You know, that should be an option. Yeah. And I think right. maybe. Uh, I, I believe the article talk said it, that that quote is like you had to answer it. That was a parent taking information from their 11 year old kid who probably asked a teacher. It's like, do we have to take the survey? It's like, yeah, you got to take the yeah take the survey, and then it just kind of evolved into you have to answer this question. You know, right? But I thought so long as like the the policies, you don't have to answer any question. I thought this was the perfect way because it's it's anonymous, okay. it's impersonal, it's not promoting be trans or don't be trans it's just asking mm-hmm. the question um it's putting people who never heard of this in the head that hey some people do feel like they're another gender and that's fine we're just wondering and it's collecting data too like how what's wrong with you know we have to we should know what the percentages is and, and they're trying to prevent suicide like they're trying to put risk factors i felt like it was like a great thing i couldn't really see a downside unless anyone felt pressure to, to answer a question to they play, don't want to answer to play devil's advocate i think a lot of the parents that took issue with it they just see the fact that the school system is talking about it as promotion. Nail on the head. That's what it is. They don't. They, it's. They don't want to see or hear me at all. They don't want to accept that yeah. I am a reality. Well, it's the it's the opposite of what happens in 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 this comedy scene where if you mention these topics on stage, if you're not one of those things, then you're anti that. Right. You know, it's it's sort of that. It's it's the so that's the crazy right. We have the crazy left here. Um, I don't know. So Santa, it sounds like you're going fake outrage in this one. Is that right? Definitely. Wow. Okay. I. <sighs> no, I think their outrage is like the parents' outrage is legit, and I'm not disputing it. I'm just just disputing their, you know, their baseline intelligence. And <laughs> oh, right. I guess we <laughs> should clarify. I, fake outrage could mean is their outrage actually fake? No, I think they're legitimately upset. I just think it's a stupid reason. Which my, is how I use fake. My outrage. ruling yeah, is exactly. My ruling is is temporary legit outrage, meaning that. 2018, I understand that the word that these people are humans isn't out to your town yet. I understand it's a little jarring. The first time your 12-year-old came home and, you know, said on his way to baseball practice, hey, you know, hey, daddy, what's a trans woman? Could be a little jarring, okay, because you had to then, you know, tell your buddies of a tire plant or whatever the case is. I see. I just, but, it's just such a weird premise of sometimes men feel like they're women. How is that? It's, it's, it's such a non, like, if you're... If you're 10 years old and you don't even like, if you're asking the question, it's not a weird, like, you're not like, I, my fucking world is upside down. It's like, oh, okay, that happens, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, I can't judge people as people's parents. I don't have kids. I can't judge yeah, that. Fucking parents, man. I, at all. <laughs> um, I, I have to say that the thing that, that uh, Margaret said a minute ago about um, the, the, the evolving as a society, that's right where it hinges for me, is that right now in this exact day and age where we are experiencing the growing pains that, that um, she mentioned, is there's going to be some people who are pissed off when you just talk about it. Yeah. I think right now I will allow the outrage. I'm going legit outrage in this one temporarily. If we did this topic 10 years from now, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. But I think right now as this exposure is first kind of bleeding its way out to other places that aren't, you know, the village, um, I, I have to go legit in this one. Okay. Margo, you're the tiebreaker. I, I didn't know. I don't know what you ruled. I mean, I, I think they're, 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 they're coping, they're dealing, you know, all yeah. these parents, they're, they're going through their mourning process or whatever the hell you <laughs> want to call it. Um, I, I think their, their outrage is, um, I, I want to dismiss anyone's feelings, 
You know, even if it, I disagree with those feelings, I mean, the, mm-hmm. those are gut reactions that they're just because God knows this all ha- shows about dismissing people's feelings. I feel <laughs> yeah. like this is what <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it totally well, is. I am people's feelings have way too much legitimacy. Just, I think we need hey, to dismiss hey, feelings. Stop this trying, is stop the trying to nudge our guest in your direction. I want to hear her opinion. I want no, to hear no, the I know, actual. I know. No, I'm just saying yeah, as, as, as an aside. Yeah. Fucking yeah. feelings, man. If you're going to if you're going to try to really change the minds and hearts of anyone you can't dismiss off the the right off the bat that like they have an issue you know these parents have an issue and you just can't come at them it's like you're stupid and shit like that you really do have to kind of understand mm-hmm. why they are outraged in the first place so i'm gonna say I, and again i'm not entirely sure what you mean by like fake outrage i think they're out this is normally a comedy show read to dumb topics we don't <laughs> we're not fully equipped to handle the real shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that fake outrage is, I guess, a little. Uh, we haven't really fully defined it as is it is it just outrage that's not that shouldn't if it's something that you're outraged that you shouldn't be or if the thing you're outraged about is they're is, blow, they're is, blowing is it out of proportion, proportion because they right. feel something else is going right. on. They need to be outraged because of that something else. I'm gonna go with timeline yeah. defense. This is not one of those topics that's gonna go away next week. I think this is gonna be an ongoing. Um, you know, uphill battle, especially in certain communities. So I definitely think the outrage is uh, legit, whether or not you agree with it. I mean, I'll, I'll go back to Dave Chappelle and his uh, special from a year ago. He said, you know, with regards to trans people, and I think queer people in general, he's just like, you know, Brown versus uh, Brown versus Board of Education was 50 years ago. Someone called me in the N-word just the other week. And he's a thousand percent right. Mm-hmm. Specifically talking about Chappelle as A, a comedian, B, a trans woman and shit like that, and C, a Chappelle fan, I'll say this. He is entitled to have any opinion he wants. All right. He can go on stage. He can say those things. He, but he cannot be shocked when there's backlash. All right. You can say whatever the fuck you want. People are going to be outraged regardless. And that's that. All right. That's a wrap. All right, but uh, that's the best ending statement I think to a ruling ever. So right. <laughs> legit on that one, uh, and so let, let's move on to something much, uh, much less uh, heavy-hearted here. Yes. I don't know. Do you have more questions for me? And I don't know my process. I have zero issue talking about it, and you guys seem very curious to say the least, and very uninformed. So. I have no problem answering any questions. I feel like that should be like one of our taglines. Who we have to very curious we... and uninformed. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh, you're not wrong, by the way. Are you going to start a process of taking hormones? Oh yeah, I'm about eight weeks in on that. Oh nice. You're going to develop some boobs. I'm developing boobs. Okay. Man. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, a little bit. Excellent. Excellent. They're um, still a little, they're little chesticles at this point, but like, we'll see. We, well, after two years, you know, and I go through like a full puberty, we'll see how they go. I, uh, I did, I gleaned from what you were saying earlier. You're not going to have bottom surgery. Yeah. I, I, I don't have any intention. Who knows? I might, those feelings might change in a year, two, five, ten years. I'm I don't fucking know at this point right now. I have no intention to, but there's, and this is something I, I would really like to impart on you people. There's <laughs> you people. <laughs> You schlubs. Um, there is no such thing as the surgery. There's no one the surgery. That's why I wanted to make the distinction with bottom surgery, because like that is one particular procedure. I want a whole bunch of other shit, though. Number one on my list is a trachea shave. I want to get rid of this fucking thing on my... my I want to get rid of the Adam's apple. That mm. is, it's a very upsetting thing for me to see every Hold time. Hold on. Can I... Uh, I now I have questions about that surgery specifically. Do they literally cut your Adam's apple or do they like grow your chin around it so it's not as visible? 
No, they they make an incision at the bottom of your neck. They'll probably mm-hmm. pull the skin up, um, and then the, okay. the I mean the trachea is a fairly hard. Uh, I, I'm not sure what the fuck it's actually made out of. If it's, it's cartilage. It's cartilage. Yeah, yeah, and they'll they'll shave it down. They'll shave it down so it's just not as protruding. Okay. Yeah. Uh, does insurance cover the hormones? Um, again, well, you're talking about just health insurance. Yours. yours my yours. my particular health insurance, which I can shit on. Yes, they do. I I, <laughs> but they also you know aren't it's not great health insurance but they don't make a distinction between like my hormones and the adderall that i take okay for my add well why okay why so so it's like you know it's like 20 bucks for each prescription yeah okay so they cover it yeah they cover it absolutely is your voice gonna get higher nope okay not at all that's that that is a physiological it already formed it already formed i have a long neck there is a surgery that you can do on your Mm -hmm. vocal cords but it is 50 50 and well, I, so, that, like fifty, meaning fifty, it works. Fifty, you lose your voice, kind of shit. Yeah, and it's like maybe you don't want that to happen. You know, I mean, yeah. it's still kind of like experimental, kind of the, the same way that LASIK was in the '90s, how that was like just coming out. It wasn't. They used a little fucking guillotine to like slice off your cornea and stuff like that. Um, yeah, corneas. That's what I want to say. Whatever the 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 sclera, the white part of your eye. Um, and that was rough technology, and it had little fucked up things. But twenty twenty five years later. It's a much better procedure. Who knows where we'll be in 25 years with uh, with regards to, uh, you know, larynx shortening. I don't know what the fuck the procedure is, but um, no, I'm I'm going to be a six foot three woman with a deep voice who can imitate Andre the Giant. That's just yeah. how I can. That's just going to be my life. I feel like you'd dominate at like volleyball games, too. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm a tall. What do you want from me? I can do tall things. Yeah. There we but, go. Uh, now, do you feel like as a, for some reason you're saying you're getting fives as a gay man, as a trans uh, woman, are you going to, do you feel like you'll get a higher quality of man? Um, no, there's definitely a thing called chasers, you know, cha- people who like specifically go after trans women and stuff like that. They're okay. called chasers. Yeah. You know, the, the short term or the long phrase of that was tranny chasers. Mm-hmm. I'm trying not to say tranny because that is kind of a fucked up word. Well, isn't that one of the situations where like you're allowed to say it? Kind of like how black people can say the N-word. Yeah. You can say that. Yeah. I can say I yeah. can say tranny and I can say faggot. And nice. I, I'm I, I will fight anyone who says like you can't say that's like fuck you. I, I have command uh, over this. Yeah. Um, well, I still use uh, the word faggot, but not in like any I just say it as a greeting that my friends that I like because mm-hmm. that that is that's how I was raised, you know. Yeah. It's not like any way hurtful. The people that I like the most in the world, I call faggots. So it's kind of one but, of those things. Yeah, and here's a, here's a little like a secret. Of, I know a lot of gay guys who just call other gay guys fags all the time. They refer to themselves <laughs> as fags all the time too. Yeah, but right. it's more like you know you can be, for example, let's just take a, a like black person. You can be like, oh, you're black or you're black. It's the emphasis that you put on. It. It's not what you say. It's how you say it. You know, and the word and just the word fag through, you know, the 50, 100 years that it's been in our American lexicon has gone through its own evolution. So there's that. But being trans, uh, no, I, there's in specifically the quality of dates I'm getting. I got on Grinder. I would get before <laughs> I came out as trans, I would get maybe three messages a week. Something like that. Oh, it's you know, a lot just, more than I get. Not my yeah, day. just That's, you know, walking yeah. around New York, I get fifty a day. That's not an exaggeration. I get 
50 fucking messages. Nice. So is the quality? No, Are you going to go see, from though, fives to nines? No, wait. It's got to be right. Just the want, law of supply and demand. Do you feel that the you, bell curve? The no, bell no, curve. No, no, fuck that. Mathematically, Kenny. you must be getting nines. Right. You're telling you. me what it must be, and I'm telling you what it is. No, all right. it's, I, 50, it's 50 messages from all fives. No, but do you <laughs> it's feel from that a lot of just like zeros? What are you talking about? Do you feel as if because you're you're of a different status now that you're you become fetishized and it's kind of insulting? Absolutely, I am like a fetish to a lot of people. Yeah, that is. Why can't there be hot fetisher, hot fetish havers? What? If you have a trans fetish, you could still be hot and have a fetish. No, but what what I'm at, what my question I'm asking is, do you feel kind of insulted that because you you, you're you're changing over to this, you you suddenly get more messages now? Yeah, I mean, it's. Or do you feel empowered, like fuck yeah, I can have whatever I want? Like, is it it's, or neither? It's fifty fifty. I mean, okay. in the short term, it definitely is like a nice self esteem boost because I don't care <laughs> what you guys actually think of my appearance right now. I, I'm gonna go out on a limb and assume you think I'm at least on the positive side of the bell curve. I have horrible <laughs> self image issues, honestly. That's oh, dude, something me too. Absolutely. You know, I I, I, I look in the mirror too. and feel oh, that was not the I time. look in the mirror and still feel suicidal all the time. So to have people like at least be lusting after me, that's a nice little ego boost. But at the same time, they're garbage. These are garbage people messaging me, all right? Like I would not <laughs> I would I would not entertain their fantasy or whatever porn that they're currently watching while they're messaging me and assuming that I am on the exact same wavelength as them. And I'm not. You hear that, listeners on Grinder, step your fucking game up before you message Margo. Like I've dated people that have like liked Indian guys, like been into and I always felt like, dude, however you got there, I, I I'm fine with it. You know, <laughs> whatever your process was, it doesn't matter as long as you know I mean you're I into this s- dick. I do have self-esteem issues, but I do have self-worth, and I'm not going to just, like, fuck any random-ass dude just because they got a boner for me. Right, no, but I mean, like, let's, <laughs> we're talking about nines. Like, we're talking about, like, I'm talking about, by definition, like... I mean, I'm getting... Cool, I, cool I would dudes. guess... Like, yeah, like, well, like I said, I, I fucked a guy that I thought was very attractive not too long ago, and yeah. Yeah, I did have trans in my profile, See, so I, I guess... Assu- I would have assumed it was hard, harder now, but I guess it's not, just because... Like tall women have a tough time dating, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Um, the cisgender, t- like they do. Like my my uh, good friend of mine that I know, he's like a six one dude, and he gets he gets messages online. I never do. I'm five ten. He's six one. That's apparently because all, all these like five eleven girls and six foot girls are like shit. No one ever messages me, so they go to him. So I imagine I just assumed it would be tougher for you, but I guess it's easier for you. So I, my well, I, I get fetishes. I mean, I don't know how other people view height. I know how I personally view height in a, in a partner relationship because I'm six foot three and I can't fucking hide that. That is a very yeah. big factor in my life. As much as I don't want it to be, you I, prefer taller people. Yeah, obviously. I mean, okay. like, like again, this six foot seven guy that I, I I hooked up with to be able to just like stand on my tippy toes and feel like delicate and small in someone else's arm that is fucking huge for me i'm dying to feel like that again um are you gonna see this guy again no he lives in texas he was only visiting okay he was just a tryst that's all (laughs) here we go but no it's i i i enjoy being like the little spoon and it's it's hard like i mean because most people are shorter than me and I, i had someone who was like um Maybe five, six messaged me today and they're just like, you're, oh, I love tall women. And it's like, I, I, we can have some fun. It's like, well, I'm not really into what you're selling right now. Like that, that, that doesn't sound, you know, fucking me yeah. sounds like a great time for you. It's not a great time for me. 
Right. Not, yeah. right. If you're into someone taller than you, I could see how that could. That would yeah. Be, for yeah. you, it's like community service hours. You're like, I'm doing it purely for uh, the fun of the game, but it's, not really into it. You it's know? like apartment shopping in New York City. If you're not rich enough to just <laughs> buy something, it's like you're going to have yeah. to compromise on something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm con- either on height or on your personality or on your fucking face or on something. All right. Sandeep, are you ready to move on to All uh, right. whatever the hell your topic was? Yes. I- my topic comes for us from <laughs> India. Yes. You know, it's such a coincidence that all the India topics you always end up uh, doing in the show. It's, it's odd because we just flip a coin and it just winds up like we're like we're like now eight in a row of Indian stories. That are done <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't know how this happens. <laughs> uh, so this this outrage comes from the famed engineering school IIT or Indian Institute of Technology, um, like the Harvard of India, basically. And students from one of the dorm halls got an email saying that non-vegetarians had to use separate plates from the vegetarians. Uh, so, uh, wait, wait a minute. They had to, cause th- that's called when you're in the kitchen, that's called cross contamination. They're saying that the, 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 you can't even do that when you're actually eating the food now. Right. <laughs> cause, then they, cause they have to wash the plates and then God forbid, like a plate <laughs> that was previously eaten by a non-vegetarian. Now I, I do feel like I can comment on this because I am Jewish. I'm a very bad Jew, but I am Jewish and during apartment hunting, I, I have seen like Orthodox and Hasidic people like put up for a room and like you have to have your own plates. I'm not contaminating with all that shit. And right, right. Like, Jewish people, de- Orthodox Jews definitely have this thing where they, they have they, separate special utensils. Absolutely, for and milk and meat, right? Something for, like that uh, for pork and shit. Like not necessarily yeah. vegetarianism, but like definitely for pork products and you know stuff like that. Uh, which I disagree with. I think you're just being a fucking baby at that point. <laughs> Wait, so who's mad again? Is it the, the vegetarians or the non-vegetarians? The, it's the non-vegetarians. So apparently, like, well, okay, so the email said that um, I'm getting complaints from many students who want students to eat on non-vegetarian food on, to use separate plates. Um, therefore, this is a request that all non-veg eaters, please only use the tray-type plates meant especially for non-veg dishes. Do not use the main plates for non-veg dishes. So... They're separating main plates from non-main plates. So the vegetarian kids complained and said, we want this separated. And then the, um, the meat-eating kids came back and were like, well, fuck this policy. Is that what I'm getting? Right. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. A little more. Apparently, this is already a policy, but it wasn't being enforced. And so the veg- veggies were getting pissed. Um, <laughs> and so uh, the, the students were complaining that they're this is a right-wing Hindu agenda that the vegetarians are trying to push because Hindus tend to be vegetarian. <laughs> so that's where the, that's what the rubbing they're is. They're bringing God into this. They're bringing like, like they're like trying to shame us for eating non-vegetarian food because they're trying to be like holier than thou. Uh, Literally Hindus. Right. <laughs> it's kind of like, I, we see the kind of uh, signs of this here, right? But it's like a religious, it's kind of a religious thing. So, what oh, most people damn. seem to have a problem with is the term main plates. They say it's a ploy to make a vegetarian diet the preferred one and to push the right-wing Hindu agenda. Oh, my God. I, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not on board with any of this outrage. I just want to say this out front. Uh, I mean, we just had a very long conversation about, like, living your truth and being who you want to be, essentially. <laughs> it's like this is the next level down, eight levels down of, like, you're getting mad at what other people are eating and how they're eating it. Right. Yeah, like, fuck you. Ideally, like, <laughs> I think it's, well, it's affecting them too in some way, shape, or form. It's like, is, but is it that outrage valid? You know? 
Right. It's, no, it's not affecting them. It, it's not because the thing is the plates get washed. And so these people are afraid that a plate that someone else ate on that got washed that somebody else ate on yesterday is somehow affecting them because there was meat on it yesterday. Correct. That's what it. That, that's what it get is. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I, but this is the thing. Like they're like Jewish households often Orthodox. They have separate plates for different things. So this is a thing that happens in religion. I, I'm not trying to insult anybody's religion, but like it got washed. It got right. cleansed of whatever unholy fucking, uh, I don't know how to say this right without insulting people more. Right. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. The, the unholy essence of that dead pig or cow or whatever, uh, it, it got, it got Mr. Cleaned off. You know? Yeah. There's no, you know, maybe. Yes. Oh, Sandeep, this is our. This is what we have to do. You and I, we're gonna market a special Hindu blessed dish detergent that gets the uh, 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 the dirtiness of yesterday's pork off your plates, and it's gonna be blessed by whatever. Do they have rabbis or priests? What do they have? This is this is actually a, a might be a terrific idea. Like, uh, no out of, shit. Out of, like literally, this could this I could see this product. It'd be like this, possibly dude. How amazing. great would that be if yeah. we were sipping whiskey on a bullshit podcast and this became like your multi-billion dollar idea yeah. in India? Yeah, like we we just we just pay like some uh, Hindu <laughs> priest, uh, you know. Like a famous one, is just to punch money and use his image. Is there a god of dish detergent? There has to be. There's like eight no, million gods. No, but they're gods. like famous religious figures, that same famous religious Hindu leaders. We just pay one of them like, you know, 50,000 oh. bucks, <laughs> use his image, and then be like, this is this will um, cleanse, you know, transform your veggie, non-veg plates into vegetarian it's a, it's a whole untapped market. I mean, it like fucking totally. evangelicals found out that you can manipulate poor, you know, people for religious reasons a long ass time what ago. What would it be called? Know? What would it be called? Well, it would um, be called. Uh, there's got to be a. Uh, what are some common god names? <laughs> or, or like, uh, or be, it'd be called. What's that river that they they Ganges? Yeah, it'd be like Ganges, like blessed by Ganges, <laughs> and it'd be like like baked by Melissa, but <laughs> you can call it like Ganges or something like that. Like gets rid of all the meats or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Gone, Ganges, Ganges. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Ganges. Oh, that's fucking perfect. That's beautiful. And then and then we tell them it's blessed by uh, one whatever leader. Yeah. Put his big picture on the thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I put mean, his actual picture on the thing. Well, right. I want. I'll pay him for the endorsement deal. Right, right. You know. Well, it's like a lot of kosher products. How you know if you see something that has like a little K with a circle in it, it, it was supposedly blessed by some rabbi. Even though like you're talking about like Hebrew national hot dogs that came out of some fucking factory in like Wisconsin. <laughs> you know, like I don't yeah, think there was yeah. a. I don't think there was a rabbi in there, but you know. He's our he's our house rabbi. We lock him up in the cage in the back, and when we do the shipment as it goes off in the truck, he blesses it. You have to wave your hand over. We gotta get we got to get the shipment out to by Wednesday. And I'm not even joking. You should research this. That's this is fucking. This is me sipping whiskey in my drunken yeah. genius. Well, there you go, fake outlay listeners. Don't ever tell you in order to, in, in addition to getting great entertainment, you're getting billion dollar ideas. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, look, I don't want to insult anybody's religion because we have made exceptions for religious topics in the past, but I do feel that because it was cleaned in between uses, I can't really go that far along with the outrage. And it sounds like they were eating off it anyway, and they recently only got mad again about it. So it was something that was going on before. Right. It's also, yeah. I think, in the article it said, you know, the, the, the vegetarian plates are the quote-unquote main plates, and right. it's kind that of pushing that. that. It's kind of doing that subconscious thing. It's like, you should be only eating vegetarian foods right now because the, the meat eating is, that's the deviancy. And I, I oh God, it's just 
fucking outrage. I can't even wrap my head around it. Fuck these people. This meal brought to you by Ganges. Ganges. Uh, all right, so fake outrage. I gotta go fake I think we're outrage. all we're all ruling it. Yeah, we're all racist apparently. Uh, anyway, <laughs> before we go, we always give our guests the opportunity. Marguerite, is there anything you're currently pissed off about in the world? What am I currently pissed off about? Uh, health insurance and just like the 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 cost of you know procedures and medical insurance. Like I I just hate how it's just such a fucked up thing in our country. How um you know people can't even afford you know. Health insurance, they can't afford procedures that they may or may not need, regardless of the fact, you know, me being trans aside. What if you had, yeah. uh, you know, uh, if you were a diabetic or if you had heart disease? What if I had to pay for my LASIK eye surgery out of fucking pocket? It would have been great if health insurance covered that. But that's. Uh, what does I, that go for out of pocket these days? It's like three grand or so? Uh, I paid, since I paid up front, I paid 3500 Per eye or total? Total, total. Yeah, it's about what it was years and years ago. Yeah. That's so weird. Like, I got mine for a thousand bucks in Chicago. And and then like many years like like I was gonna say years ago, because now inflation, you know, slash the rising health insurance market. No, it's just medicine about. is fucked up. I was reading this book on, you know, just the economics on healthcare. Every other like thing, when as as time every other technology gets much cheaper as time goes on. Mm-hmm. When medicine, the technology gets more expensive, just it's just the kind of economics of healthcare is messed up. It's yeah, not the. It's, it's so fucked up. Like uh, uh, pharmaceutical companies, you know, you know where they spend most of their money on, and it's not R and D and stuff like that. Patent law. That's yeah. where most of their money goes towards. It's like getting the the rights and the trademarks to that thing because they want to milk something. There's no more Jonas Salks in the world who are curing diseases, and they just gave the cure out to humanity that's gone now you have companies who it's like oh yeah we can produce this like life-saving cancer medicine we're gonna jack the fuck out of the price because we can go Mm -hmm. fuck yourself we live in a quote-unquote capitalist society and it's at the same time it's like well okay we might need to have to rein that in that's i i don't think that kind of excess should be around Agreed. No, don't they only have X amount of years to use their patent before the generic brands are allowed to do the exact same thing? That's I mean, why again, it costs patent so much law is money. really super fucked up. And, yeah. And when you're talking about like a drug or something like that that you're patenting, it is so easy to buy uh, the, you know, someone else discovers it, realizes it does these things. You're a rival company. You can buy that, break it down, find out its chemical structure, and then add something very innocuous to that molecule, like a um, like a noble gas. I've seen that happen before, something that's inert, but it's still part of that structure. Patent that structure and sell it off as a knockoff brand. Damn, someone yeah. majored in neuroscience and chemistry. Mm-hmm. There we go. So, Margaret Reese, upset about healthcare costs. That's one of the, if not the most worthy thing anyone's ever mentioned on this show. What, is pe- what have people said in the past? Well, pe- there's a full range. Some people... People talk about like sexism and talk. Uh, we had somebody talk about like a cat call they had recently. Mm-hmm. Um, we had somebody once talk about like umbrella etiquette. It's big world, small world, unimportant, important. It, it's very personal, which I think is fun about asking that. Is it yeah. shows kind of where people are at? Well, like I said, I'm looking into trachea surgery and I'm just <laughs> looking at my money right now. And I know, yeah. I know for a fact my health insurance does cover that, but there's still an out of pocket expense that I will have to oh, cover. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So it's just like how many how many thousands of dollars do I'm gonna spend on this shit? I'm on board. Let, let's get that universal healthcare going or whatever. So uh, you can follow us online at fake outrage ripped. Uh, email us at thefakeoutragereport at gmail.com. Please, please give us good reviews and all those wonderful places you get this podcast. You can follow Marguerite online at uh, my Twitter handle and my Instagram handle uh, Margo Agogo. Uh, <laughs> no T in that. It's just M A R G O. Uh, yeah find me online 
Sandeep Sen. Any parting thoughts? Uh, if if you're um, so blessed by a uh, Hindu priest idea, if any one of our listeners turns into a billion dollar idea, you know, just just throw us something. You know, throw us a little thing. Yeah. Just give us a shout out. <laughs>